0: We are so pleased to announce that the 2018 Toy Photographer's Yearbook is completed and available for purchase. The book features the work of 61 toy photographers from around the world and is available in softcover, ebook, and PDF formats, but it's only available for a limited time. Support the blog, support your fellow toy photographers, and purchase your copy today. You'll find all of the information and links to purchase on our website, toyphotographers.com.
1: And welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. As you may have noticed, I am your host and I am not, James Garcia. I'm Jordan Swearingen and today we're going to do our 50th episode. Woo woo. So we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I'm going to interview James today because... In 50 interviews, I don't know how much you guys even really know about him as a toy photographer. <laughs> is he legit? Is he qualified to host this podcast? These and other hard-hitting questions will be answered today.
0: Uh-oh. No, I'm excited. Um, So this is a podcast you and I have been talking about doing for, like, almost a year. Um, mm-hmm. Ever since I started the show, people have been saying, like, this is great, but w- um, when are you going to be interviewed and, and all that? And I always felt kind of strange about it because I didn't want the i didn't want it to come off as self-serving because i'm not the, the goal of the show is not to talk about myself it's right. to interview other people obviously and um over time i've i've talked more and more about myself and we even did like a 2018 recap where christina asked me about the podcast and all that but um mm-hmm. doing a full interview like this you and i wanted to do one um pretty much when we started the podcast and i i thought april fools would be a funny time to do it and uh Things just got busy and and we've been talking about it ever since then, but I'm glad that we're finally here. And doing it for the 50th episode is really exciting, actually. I think that's the perfect opportunity.
1: Yeah, it is really exciting. I'm happy to be here. I'm nervous to be here, but I think it's (laughs) going to be good. And I kind of liked your idea for some of the other things you wanted to talk about. We're going to talk about you and about your history with toy photography and all that stuff. But um, you had kind of some other things that you wanted to talk about maybe a unique perspective that I could bring in today
0: yeah I think it's you know I talked I've talked now to you know almost 50 other toy photographers but I haven't spoken to somebody who's the partner of a toy photographer uh, specifically I've had a couple couples on the show but um somebody who's not a photographer themselves but is just kind of totally also involved in this world of toy photography because of being around it all the time just like I am you know I I need somebody to talk to when I'm not talking to people on the blog or on Instagram (laughs) or whatever, and that person always ends up being you, and I'm sure you hear a lot about toys. So I want to hear your perspective and what you think of toy photography, too. I think that'll be fun.
1: I mean, I'm happy to give it to you. I will say (laughs) now I'm not a photographer. I'm not a toy aficionado, but I am kind of a secondhand expert because I'm married to you. James and I have been together for almost 13 years. So I have seen many, many a creative endeavor come and go. (laughs) Um, When we first started dating, we were in high school. So James um, was really finding himself and start, you know, how you start with your first creative endeavor, and it may not be something you continue forever. He wrote a lot of poetry, yes, <laughs> yeah, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of teenage poetry. Um, he played the saxophone very well, actually, played the saxophone for many years. Uh, video editing kind of came into play, making videos to edit, making a web series, so. Um, and, you know, I think all of these things sort of led up to toy photography and kind of this moment in a way. Jim's, if you know him, you know he is a kid at heart and he always has been. Mm-hmm. And his mom kept all of his Legos when he was a kid. And I'm not talking, you know, a few Lego Legos. I mean many, many hundreds of thousands of legos (laughs) so he inherited those back not 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 how many years ago probably like
0: six well it was like right it was right at the time i started toy photography so that's what i mean a little over it'll be six years this october i think i started toy photography in october of 2013 and um i think i got all those toys like november or december of that year i was like i need instead of having to buy all these things again i need my old toys (laughs) back so
1: It was very lucky she kept them. Yes. Thank you, Mom, for doing that. I really
0: appreciate it. And she still has a lot of my, like, Star Wars action figures and stuff, too. I really need to go and pilfer her garage at one point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I would say um, toy photography, I'm sure we both remember the first toy photo you took. And it seems destined and meant to be and very momentous now, but at the time... It it didn't have the gravity that it would take on then. I thought, okay, so this is the next thing that will come and go. Mm -hmm. and He's (laughs) going to take pictures of toys for maybe a year, probably more like six months, and we'll be on to the next. But that hasn't happened, and I don't think that that is going to happen. I don't
0: think so. Um, Yeah, this is definitely, as I think back on those old hobbies, you know, I tried creative writing. As you mentioned, I tried video things and i don't think any of them have lasted as long as the toy photography thing has Mm -mm. photography and toy photography has been one of those things that has really stuck with me and it's funny because as i've mentioned on the show before i was never super into like being a photographer i never really thought i wanted to do that i took a photography class in high school for like one semester and was like yeah this is fine and never thought about it again um Until 2013, as you said, that which totally changed my entire life, which is so funny to think of now.
1: So, how did you, how did you learn about the toy photography community? I feel like if you guys are a niche group now, what were you six years ago? Right, Like like an underground niche. (laughs) Super Secret Handshake Club. How did you find out about toy photography and what kind of drew you into it?
0: I've always been super interested in in fan art and stuff like that. I used to write fan fiction. I, you know, I was part of forums and things like that when I was a teenager. Um, But I didn't stumble upon toy photography until like 2013. I don't remember how I got to it. I don't know if it's... I remember at one point around that time a friend of mine sent me a link to one of uh, Vesa uh, Avenat, one of his photos and I was just blown away and I just thought oh this is so cool that people are you know somebody's doing this with Legos and uh eventually I, I got an Instagram and was taking you know the typical teenage boy Instagram photos with all the Instagram filters and photos of food and and things like that and uh probably just ended up finding some photos of toy photography and and started slowly spiraling and going down that rabbit hole and um the first photographers I really discovered were Avnot and uh, Mike Stimson was like my number one inspiration when I got into toy photography. I just absolutely loved his Stormtrooper photos and his style and all of that stuff. And when I started doing it, he was the person I was really trying to like emulate and, and build off uh, inspiration from and stuff. So once I discovered his work, it just snowballed from there.
1: Am I correct in thinking? I seem to remember Chris McVeigh being a very oh, early influence. Oh, yeah, influence. big time. I, I mean, I'm not just saying when i when i think back i think like you said about Vesa and mike simpson and but um i also think chris mcveigh and um it's pretty cool that you've interviewed some of these people on the, like talk right. about coming full circle
0: yeah and it's uh, and yeah around that time brick central which is now you know one of the biggest lego communities and it just got a really great reboot um which we're going to talk about on the podcast in a week or two actually um brick central was just getting started and that's when shelly was was there and that really inspired me too just this little community and, and shelly's photos especially i was blown away by what she could do with with legos and um the the photography aspect of it you know just her as a photographer so yeah it's funny that now she- shelly and i are really really good friends and you know i've been working with her on the blog for a while and interviewed people on the podcast and it, it is it's amazing to me that it has come as far as it has and has become such a big part of my life, and now these people that did inspire me are friends of mine and, and people I can I talk to regularly now. It's it's amazing.
1: Well, and to be fair, I don't know if everybody is aware <laughs> of how you really got connected with Shelly. I would call it probably friendly or light stalking. <laughs> stalking uh... is, a, is, a,
0: <laughs> is a tough word.
1: I remember very clearly very early on when you found Shelly and you found her website stuck in
0: plastic right yep.
1: and you were you were like oh my god i love this oh my god i love this i'm going to write for this blog i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to comment on everything i'm going to just be there i'm going to be around and one day i'm going to write for this blog yep. i remember that so clearly and i thought well, that's an, an eventuality now because you were really serious about it.
0: I was. It's funny because as I was getting started, you know, Stuck in Plastic had also just started. And and that's when, um, you know, it was run by Shelly and Vesa and Mike and Boris and, and the four of them. And I remember there was this shot on the website of the of four little Lego astronauts. And I remember thinking, like, I, I want to be a fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I've always been super into blogging and blogs. I've I've started and stopped doing i don't know how many blogs over the years yeah ever since i was a teenager food blogs photography blogs life blogs movie blogs all of that stuff um so i've always i've always liked doing that and i've always wanted to do that and the idea that you know i was just discovering lego photography and toy photography and then finding out that there are other people that do it and they have a blogging component to it as well i just I was like, "This is this is what I want to be doing." I this didn't know this was an option, and now that I do, I that's what I want. And it just it was the most it's the strongest creative drive I think I've ever felt.
1: I think it's the strongest one I've ever witnessed.
0: Yeah, and and so, uh, stalking my way onto the blog, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> friendly stalking, friendly, friendly, yes, stalking. It's, it's
0: total platonic, friendly, Safe nice stalking. Yes, um, so you know, I I realized very quickly that like. I, I wasn't a, a super great photographer myself at, at the time um I didn't really know much about photography and i was I was very I was learning everything and so that was part of why I was reading the blog and going through all of that stuff trying to get inspired and, and you know gain my skills and and I thought if I ever want to be part of this I need to you know be active in the community and comment on the blog posts and I would read the blog even that was back in the day when they weren't posting every single day but I would look at the blog every single day and I'd multiple times a day I'd just refresh the page I would just always have that page open just because that blog was so inspiring to me and and such a good reminder of where I wanted to end up so you know I started commenting on every blog post and liking their photos on Instagram and just as you kind of said just being there and and always kind of being in the wings and um eventually the uh, Seattle Toy Photo Safari came up. And I was like, perfect, Shelly's going to be there. This is my chance to meet her and, and show her that I, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in this and, and maybe talk about some of my other skills, like <laughs> my writing and stuff like that. Um, I was very intimidated, you know, because I'd never met any of these people. And once I did, everybody was just so amazing. And I had such an, an amazing weekend. I think that weekend really changed the course of my toy photography mm-hmm. completely, just a com- complete paradigm shift for me. And um, after that, you know, I-, I got to spend some time with Shelly there and and everything. And after the trip, I realized, hey, that I saw that people were writing about their own experiences at, at the blog. And um, Shelly had not mentioned to me at all that she wanted my side of so- the story or anything, but I emailed her and just said, hey, thank you so much for the weekend. And if you're interested, I usually shoot indoors and I um, have never shot, shot toys outdoors before. And I would like to write a blog post about it if you're interested. And she was like, yeah, sure. And that was the start of it. I, you know, I just... It's one of those things where I just put myself out there and asked Mm -hmm. um, and because I had done the work of showing up and and being a part of the community already Shelly knew that I had something to say and was was interested and so it's just kind of once that was done I I didn't write again for the blog until maybe like a year or two later right as Shelly was jumping off and and starting toy photographers
1: I like how it snowballs in a good way Mm -hmm. Um, you know I like that you saw something that you admired you wanted to go after it you spent time researching and learning about it and then you know you met her in person and put yourself out there and you know it's trite but true but the answer's always going to be no if you don't ask right and you know taking the courage to ask I mean Shelly could have said no and that would have been the end of it and who knows where you'd be now but she didn't she said yes and you you know took the plunge but before that happened when you you're saying you know you didn't start taking photos you started looking online and, and looking at the blog and being expi- inspired by these other great artists but then eventually you did buy a toy to pho- to photograph
0: right yeah i i don't know why i got the I think it was just one day I was like, I'm finally, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to take the plunge. I'm going to take the plunge. Yeah. It was funny because your brother was in town visiting and and you guys were hanging out. And, and I think I had to run to target or something to get something or run some errands. So I left and I went to target and just while shopping, I thought I'm just going to peek down the toy aisle, which is the, um, the beginning of the end for, (laughs) for for that, um, period of my life where I wasn't buying toys anymore because once I hit that toy aisle, it was all over. And there was yes, a, it was. There was a display of minifigures there. Uh, I forget which series it was. This was in 2013, and it was the one that had the the little ice climber in it. You know, I, I had never even seen these blind bags before. I didn't know it was a thing, and I thought, ooh, how cool. It's only, you know, a couple bucks. I can justify that instead of buying, like, a $30 Lego set I don't need. Yeah. So I, I just picked one up didn't know that... You know, how to differentiate who was in what pack or anything like that. I just grabbed one and then checked out and came home. And I remember you being, I think you were kind of surprised that I had even picked one up.
1: Well, I'd never seen one either. And I was like, what is this? It's a blind bag.
0: I was like, yeah, they had a whole pile of them.
1: (laughs) And I'm thinking Lego figures are, you know, I'm a child of the 90s. I'm just thinking it's the yellow face with the smile. And Mm -hmm. maybe he's got a cop cap and maybe he doesn't. And, you know, so I'm. A little bit confused about what it even is to begin with and it's like oh okay, okay so it's a little lego guy Hi.
0: right and um you know open up the bag and it was the little ice climber mm-hmm. and immediately i was like okay i gotta take a, try to take a photo of this guy and so i just opened up our freezer and and taped him in there and, and took what is now a, an a not super great photo you know looking back on it it's kind of grainy and out of focus and, and you can't really tell what's going on but my idea was oh he's like ice climbing in a freezer you know and and I added some like snow effects in photoshop that um, I've now since thankfully perfected and, <laughs> and, you know it looks more realistic but but it was just it's funny looking back on it that is such a indicative of my style now it's just the things I do now are, are more enhanced. You know, I still set up little scenes inside and stuff and with these little minifigs and and add effects later in Photoshop and and all that kind of stuff. I really like doing those things. So it's funny that I was doing those back in the
1: day. I'm just better at it now than I was back then. That's a really good point. It's funny. I haven't really thought about that because really your style is mostly one shot it tells a complete story without any words or captions or like the the picture is the story right and it has some kind of effect on it and you you know mostly it is inside and so i think it's funny that that first photo you know like you said you've perfected your editing and the snow effect and and you know photography in general but what you're doing is fundamentally the same right and i would say to anybody You know, I know sometimes you look back at your early photos and you're like, oh, my God, these are so bad. But, you know, you have to start somewhere. And if you don't start, you don't have an opportunity to, like, get better and grow right. and learn all of these things. And it's amazing to me looking at your photos from then to now and seeing in six years how much you've really grown and changed. And I just think it's very cool. And I remember so specifically you taking that picture in the freezer and I thought, this is going to be a thing. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. And um
0: Yeah, let's get your perspective on that period <laughs> where I was, you know. Do you remember how I started and, and talking about the photos I was inspired by and all that kind of stuff.
1: Vividly. I remember it very vividly. And like, you know, I said earlier, I'd seen many a creative phase. So I just thought this was the next, the next thing in the line of many things. But I remember you looking at the artists you mentioned online and, and, you know, it was a lot of star Wars photos. I remember Mm -hmm. like really epic Stormtrooper photos and things like that. And I remember you being like, Oh my God, toy photography. How did I not know this was a thing? And, You had told me many times about your love of Legos as a kid, and so I knew that you had already you already had a connection with Lego. And now you're seeing, oh my god, people use Lego and toys to build these amazing stories and take these great photos. And I I remember you finding the community and finding photos online and just being completely wowed. And then yeah, you came home with this toy, and I was like, Oh, okay, blind bag, whatever. And you took the photo and if it's just like something clicked, something shifted into place, I could see it happen. I hmm. knew, I knew this was gonna be a serious hobby. <laughs> so, um, and right after you took that photo, actually, I left town for my birthday. I went home. Yep. I, we're from Reno, Nevada, so um, I flew home to see my mom. And James had to stay here because I think work.
0: Yeah, I think I couldn't get the time off. Yeah,
1: it. there was a work conflict, scheduling conflict. So James stayed here. And I remember when I went home, we have Toys R Us. Well, R I P Toys R Us. They don't exist <laughs> yes. anymore. But in 2013, they did exist, and we didn't have one around us in Portland. But there was one in kind of my old neighborhood in Reno. Yep, I wrote a blog post about that Toys R Us actually for the blog.
0: So it was, a, it was a, a Reno staple for us. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was. And so James said, "Oh."
0: Okay,
1: I, I was—I forget where I was. Oh, there's a really great um, Bunt cake place right in that same shopping center, and I told—I had told James I wanted to get my birthday cake there, and he said, "Oh my God, when you're there, you have to go into the Toys R Us and find the minifigs, and you gotta—you gotta pick some out for me." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Okay, what does that mean?" And this was a time, many of you might remember, when people thought there were little dot codes on the back.
0: There were. It there, was a real thing.
1: Okay. <laughs> I never was able to decipher a single one or understand what it meant or even locate the dots as far as I can remember. So James is explaining to me over the phone while I'm looking at these blind probably bags. probably sending you pictures of Right. You're, ta- you're like, these are the ones that I want in the series. And this is, you know, these are the kind of dot codes. And my mom is like... What are we doing here? What are, <laughs> what, what are you buying? That, oh, they're, they're Legos in a bag. Of, you can't see them. How are you supposed to know who they are if you can't see them? Thank you, Mother. Super helpful. So, you know, you're on the phone. You're explaining this to me. And I'm just like, ah, okay, I'm just going to buy a few and bring them home. And I did. And I brought them home. And I remember one of them was the scarecrow. Yep.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. and
1: a welder. Yep,
0: the welder. I love that piece still. Yeah, yeah, the
1: welder. There were just a couple. I think the
0: constable was in there. Um,
1: yeah, there were only three or four. I didn't bring yeah. that many, but you were just like, oh! <laughs> I think there was one of the very early ones I remember was that little, like, Pagliacci the Clown.
0: Yeah, the little... Yep, he was, like, one of the... So, at the same time that you were out of town, I was stuck at, at work, and um, in the I worked at Winco at the time, a grocery store, and um, in the same parking lot, there was a Bymart, and they had minifigs at this little Bi-Mart. And every day after work, I would just duck into Bi-Mart real quick and go through and just pick one because we were pretty broke at the time and I felt guilty about spending money, you know, and mm-hmm. and I kept justifying like, okay, well, I won't I won't buy lunch today at work and instead I'll go over to Bi-Mart and just buy one <laughs> minifig, you know, and I, and I did that for a few days while you were out of town too. So it was just like like perfect storm of, of discovering a new hobby and being so excited about getting pieces and and new characters to photograph and stuff. So yeah, that clown was one of the ones I got at buy mark.
1: You know, it's funny. I think back to, like, what you've said, that excitement and that the thrill of a new hobby. And I don't see much of that excitement dying down for you, honestly. It's only um,
0: become, like, a fever. It's only a intensified. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You're, the excitement is still there and um, the love is still there. And something that I think is really, really cool about the toy photography art form in general is that the stories are never done. Hmm. You know, like, there's... A limitless amount of stories you can tell. And all of these different effects, like, just for example, right now you're really working on, like, outdoor things. Like, snow effects and, you know, the canned aerosol to... Mm -hmm you know put atmosphere and smog and fog and flame and all of these you know (laughs) kind of you know weather disaster elements and that's opened up a whole new line of stories for you because you have all of these elements that you can use it's just it's never ending right like right
0: that's why i think i love the hobby so much is You know I've always been like like we talked about bouncing between different creative things and at the end of the day I always wanted to tell these stories set in these universes I loved like Star Wars and and stuff like that and and trying to make my own short films and stuff I was never gonna I was never gonna get to a point where I could do a like a Star Wars fan film or something like that you know and what I love about toy photography is I do have this endless toy box of of things to play with and stories to create and universes to play in and mix things and and it's just having that total creative control is is so fun to me. And just those endless possibilities, the endless possibilities that come with Lego and the infinite combinations of, of bricks and, and characters and pieces and, and all of that stuff, that really appeals to me because it's just my, my imagination is the only barrier there. It's the only thing that I have to overcome. In, and I love spending time in my imagination coming up with these things. So the fact that I get to totally create all of that stuff from scratch with with toy photography is just the coolest thing
1: makes sense that that would appeal to you then i think that that's sort of been what has set this hobby apart from other hobbies and i'm sure that that's true for a lot of other people in the community you know like yeah they're really in other fields where there are limitations those limitations are broken down in toy photography just by the nature of what it is, you know? Right.
0: Yeah, I like that I can do, you know, these big budget special effects Right. For, right. for, you know, $10 at a, at a hardware store. I can get the things I need and then I don't have to... Create these big movie sets. I create a movie set that's you know uh, twelve by twelve square on my desk in my office. You
1: know, right? If you've got ten dollars in an afternoon, you can right. You can make, make some amazing
0: happen. stuff. Yeah. So um, that's what's really fun about it too is having those tools at my disposal, but just on such a smaller, more manageable scale.
1: And I, I would say that that's what makes it fun for me too. Like mm-hmm. you and I have had actually. Some really fun experiences with toy photography. Oh, yeah. I
0: wanted to talk about some of those for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and pretty soon you had roped me in. Like, just your fervor and excitement got me excited. And pretty soon we were going, you know, on dates to Target to go... You know, find the new series of minifigs, and we would feel the blind bags and try to figure out. It was great having
0: two people. You know, you learned really quickly what to what pieces to feel for and how to differentiate. And if you weren't sure about one, you'd hand it to me, and if I wasn't sure about one, I'd hand it to you. And it was fun. We left Target with a lot of sore thumbs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we really did a lot of a lot of sketchy eyeballs on us. A lot, you know. I remember. We were in a Target one time and a guy walked by and he said, I hope you bought that blind bag of drink before you started filling it up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, some embarrassing moments, but, I, you know, worth it for sure. And I, that excitement and that fun of kind of getting to work with you on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would edit your blog posts and there is to this day not a photo that you don't show to me right before, you know you want to be done with it or you, you know you ask my opinion or you ask if i think something is missing or it could be different and it's really fun when i can kind of think of something that would maybe enhance the story or change it that you oh, yeah. like that you add in and i feel like that actually that actually happens a lot so i would not say that it's obviously collab- it's collaborative but it's 95 5 <laughs> you know it's it's right. i'm not at all taking, you know, credit for your imagination and your art form. But it's cool that I can even contribute that 5%. Yeah, your
0: your fingerprints are definitely on every image. You and I talk about this a lot, but just the the optometrist angle of it all, where I'll show you a couple photos and say, okay, which one do you like better, one or two?
1: Right, and if you've ever had glasses, you understand that eventually they start saying one or two, three or four, and you're like, I don't know, they all look the same to me. (laughs) And I definitely... um, I get that with the photo sometimes where I'm like, they all look the same. They're all good. Just pick one. And, you know, you recently took a photo that had a thousand shots, thousand yes. frames.
0: Yep. I was dealing with uh, smoke and, and and incense and I was trying to get, I haven't even posted this photo. This what's so funny is I, I spent all, I spent a thousand I, frames it. Was on like it was like five hours. I tried taking this one Lego photo and, um, and I, I haven't even posted it yet, but it's when I was playing with incense and, and flames and smoke and stuff and. I was trying to get this. I'll post it on the blog post. It'll have its debut here, um, where it was this shot of a uh, you know a, a knight in a dungeon who had clearly just gotten blasted with a dragon by a dragon, and so it was just like his helmet smoking. And just, yeah, I spent five hours trying to get the perfect little smoke effect. And oh, by-
1: yeah. I mean, your office was like a hookah lounge. There oh, yeah. Was it was. Yeah. I had just- to
0: like, <laughs> unplug my smoke detector and open my window to get some ventilation in there. And it was fun, though. You know, it was, it was a great Saturday. Just You spent- used
1: my hand steam cleaner, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. Which, instead of buying something like atmosphere aerosol or something, we just had a steam cleaner in the closet. And I was like, hey, uh, can I borrow that? And, uh... <laughs>
1: The first and only time my husband never, you know, busted the steam cleaner out. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um. And it's still in my office to this day. It's now become my steam cleaner. So right. if, if you ever need it, just just ask me. Um. <laughs> um but yeah, just things like that too with, with you and me. Just you'll have something I need like makeup brushes. I wrote a post about that, how your makeup brushes have, have helped me get rid of dust for my photos. And yeah, just that collaboration piece of it is so fun.
1: It is fun. And I feel lucky to, you know get to contribute in any way like I said and I I've wondered that about other toy photographers you know like if you're somebody like Shelly or you know somebody who's doing this obviously all the time and taking the time to write the blog posts and and really be there are so many people that are so involved in this community that their, their partners or their kids or, you know, the, their families have to be involved to some right. degree because yeah. I, I think it's a little bit inescapable, especially you see the passion really coming through in so many people's photos and the humor and, and just, I don't know how you could keep that to yourself, you know? Right.
0: Yeah, especially because it is just, it's a daily part of my life. I'm always thinking about toys. I'm always looking for for toys to to buy you know for new photos I'm always every time we go to the store I'm looking at I'm scanning the aisles for things that might be good for toy photography you and I talk about which spices might look good as as dirt or soil or something you know it's because it is such a daily part of my life it has become a daily part of your life because I'm talking about it you're hearing about it and thinking about it and you know you've come home from the store with things that you think would be good just because you noticed them mm-hmm. you know it's 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 really cool and you've actually helped me not just in the you know the prep phases and the idea phases and then the editing phase but in the photo taking phase as well there have been several times where I've needed your assistance in a photo because i just don't have enough hands
1: <laughs> yeah there there have been a lot of times and i think one time really sticks out to me and i know it was, exactly what you're gonna <laughs> talk about <laughs> he took a picture of a i'm gonna say we took a picture okay right we took a picture of a pig trying to fly and yeah a it, pig minif- minifig yeah a pig minifig and he's flying and James's brilliant idea of how to take the photo was: we're gonna put the pig on a chopstick, and you're gonna stand <laughs> out on the balcony and hold it above your head, and I'm gonna get it against the sky. And because be-
0: I wanted that nice, crisp blue sky. <laughs>
1: right. And because I love my husband and I want to be helpful, I'm like, okay, give me the mini pig on a chopstick. Let's go do this. And we're outside. And I'm, you know, standing on my tiptoes because he won't let me stand on a chair because it scares him too much—the fear of me. Well, falling. we lived on
0: like a second or third story. I didn't want you. Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> it was the second floor. I would have been fine. In any case, I'm not sitting on a chair, so I'm just standing on my tiptoes, holding this above my head as still as I possibly can. Which, if you try that, you can't stand very still. <laughs> no. And James keeps saying, "Um, honey." Can you, you know, just, like, stand a little more still? You're kind of wobbling a little bit, and it's hard to take the photo. And uh, <laughs> We tried for a while to make and that little, work.
0: You just couldn't stop laughing. Right? It, it was
1: just the <laughs> – you never have those moments when you think, what if somebody was looking at me from a bird's eye view? You know, somebody's just looking down on this balcony, and there's you lecturing me about standing more still with the little – pig on a chopstick above my head like just the the hilarity of the third person view of that I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> so yeah that was not the most productive photo shoot but it did give you the idea of how to get the photo which was to put him against a window pane and then take right it. yeah I just, so, I just
0: taped the the pig to to the window instead and that worked out super easily
1: <laughs> right so. but you know we couldn't have gotten there without the first idea so you know I I do wonder how many other people have stories like that and I would love if anybody wanted to leave something in the comments like an experience that they had helping the toy photographer in their life with a photo. I would love to know other people's stories because yeah. there's there's just so many small things that you don't you don't think about until you're with somebody who does this. you know I'll be doing the dishes and I'll look over on the, the um, drying rack and there will be a bunch of Legos and I, I know that they were just in a snow theme shoot so they've been washed <laughs> off and they're all sitting there to dry and I've stepped on a few Legos in my time and I, I guess I thought that would happen first when I had children but not the case and you know just James will come upstairs with a bag full of rocks and uh, okay they're so heavy and I'll say what is in the bag rocks I just I got a bunch of rocks they're doing they're redoing the walkways out there and I got them from my photo so so many countless little interactions that we have it's all par for the course i would assume and, you know every every household item is a p- potential fodder for a photo and you know when we we moved a couple years ago but before we did james had so many legos that they were on every flat surface in the living room in our bedroom they were just on every flat surface and i i You know, I was like, honey, I want to be supportive, but, you know, mama needs, mama needs some flat surfaces back. (laughs) So, you know, he has his own office now where he has, uh, all of his toys are in there, and his studio where he shoots, and... Invariably, he's outgrown the um, office already, oh, yeah. and we've had more than one serious conversation about moving him into the master bedroom instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I think the only reason we haven't is because I would feel too guilty about <laughs> taking that room, and and you very like seriously sat me down and said, no, let's let's talk about it, and I just I don't think I could in good conscience. take away the master bedroom it it would be nice though it's like well there's a there's a bathroom there i could use that sink and and the water and all that like don't think i haven't thought about how great uh that extra space would be
1: (laughs) maybe one day We're going to go back a little bit. I don't do this professionally, okay? <laughs> I, it's hard to do it in order. I, got, I have a list of questions. I want to make sure we, we get them all in. Um, you talked about, you know, stuck in plastic, but you haven't really talked about how you, it all transitioned to toy photographers mm-hmm. and how that all happened and your involvement in that and...
0: Yeah, yeah. Once, um, you know, Suck in Plastic is still going, you know. They've got a great team over there now. But Shelly jumped off with Brett and started Toy Photographers. And, and right as that happened, I, I had written one or two posts for Suck in Plastic. And um, right as that happened, you know, I messaged Shelly and said, Hey, I think this is awesome. And, and, you know, I wish you the best. If you ever need somebody to to write some articles for you, I'm, I'm interested. You <laughs> I'm know? just
1: going to be there. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I again, just offered up my, my services and help. And and she very graciously said, yeah, absolutely. And, and I wrote a a why post about why I got into toy photography. And then, um, she really enjoyed that one. And, um, we started talking more and then it started becoming more regular that I would write like once or twice a month. And then eventually I was writing once a week. And then I started the podcast and have since scaled back to, to, you know, once a month, but, um, I'm still very involved in the editorial side of it. And, and, the behind the scenes on the blog and stuff and it's just I'm so proud to be a big part of this blog and community and team and um it's just it's amazing to me that I went from where I did all the way to to where I am now it's it's truly amazing I
1: mean it really is and Shelly big shout out to Shelly she's always been very you know and Brett obviously I just feel like there have been really supportive members of the community that have built you up and taken, taken a chance on you and involved you. And, and you know, I, I you went to Shelly and said, hey, what do you think of a podcast?
0: Right, yeah. That was just a crazy idea I had because I've always wanted to do a podcast. You and I have talked about doing podcasts together. And I've talked about this on on the podcast before, but just once I finally found myself as a toy photographer and really got involved in the community and thought, hey, why don't I do a podcast about this and talk to other people and get their perspectives and learn about their process and why they do what they do. And that just seemed like a logical next step for me to take the blogging thing even further and and start getting myself more involved in the community and stuff. And so um, once I came up with that idea, you know, pitching that to Shelly and Brett was, you know, I was really nervous about it. Like, oh, this is kind of a crazy idea and I don't know how they're going to react or whatever and I should have known that they would just be so supportive and and encouraging and said yes so quickly and have asked me along every step of the way what I need and if I need help and and all that stuff and they've just been so amazing so I, I so appreciate the opportunity not only to write the, for the blog and be a part of it but host the podcast there and and tie the podcast to the blog you know the official podcast of com <laughs> is is always really fun to say on the show so
1: <laughs> it's I think I feel like this community is unique in a way and especially it's not uncommon to meet groups of people online that you can with you you have something in common with I mean I think Twitter does that really well it, it's easy to connect with people mm-hmm. that have similar interests and obviously you know you guys are all part of a community but what's unique about this is you guys actually meet up in person right like how often do you meet people on the internet that you become friends with but then you guys all rent a house and meet up together I feel like I don't feel like that's really the norm and I think it's something really cool and unique I mean Tony.
0: Tony Tulloch, yep, from Australia, who has been on the show a couple times and is now a really good friend.
1: Yeah, he came, he came to the States and he was in Portland and we had dinner with him.
0: Yeah, and... <laughs> I want to, I want to ask you about that because I, I love Tony. He's just so great. Um, and he had mentioned that he was coming to the States and, and wanted to meet us. And when he said that, uh, he wanted to meet for dinner, he's like, yeah, and I'd love to see Jordan too. And I just, I just thought that was the coolest thing that he, you know, he's never spoken to you and doesn't know who you are, but... Wanted to meet you and, and... He
1: could not have been...
0: Yeah, yeah. So how was that, you know, me telling you, hey, I've got this friend from Australia who's going to be in town you want to have dinner? Like, what was what was that like for you?
1: Well, I was like, he's come a really long way. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, how, how can I say no? And, you know, why would you say no? Like, of course, and I've met um, Layla and Cindy. They've come yep. by the house once. Like, I, So I've met a handful of people, you know, not a ton or anything. But, um... It, it seemed like such a cool opportunity and and you know tony he's exactly how he seems online he is just so kind and so interesting and just a really nice guy and he brought like a little gift bag of gifts and, this, and
0: gifts not just for me but for you
1: too yeah he gave me <laughs> this really really cool hand towel with a lobster on it i love that thing it's, it's in the kitchen right now you know like um just super thoughtful and kind and it was it was really really cool and kind of getting to meet someone from the community and sit down and have a meal with them. I I just really, I think that's when it occurred to me, like, how very unique and special it is that Mm -hmm. you guys have these meetups and you get to, you you spend time shooting toys together, but you also spend time getting to know these people and, and, you know, getting to talk about Things that are important in their lives and their families, and there's just such a um, a higher level of personal connection. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I don't know if that's how you feel, you know, but like, I mean, you've been to the meetups, and obviously you're dialed in. So, right. do you think there are things about the community that are, you know, this toy photographer group and this toy photography community that are unique?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm sure other groups do meetups and stuff like that too. But what's so great about the toy photo community is. Photography in general, I feel like, is a kind of isolating hobby. You know, you're kind of, especially what I do with the studio work and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I I spend a lot of Saturdays Saturdays alone in my room (laughs) just meeting other people who are interested in the exact same thing and do the same hobby as you. It's, you know, like you are so accepting and, and everything about toy photography, but even somebody who is as involved around it as you are doesn't, get it as much as another toy photographer. Of course. You know, somebody else who like, I don't, it's hard for me to explain why I do it and why it's so special, but somebody else who's a toy photographer, they just immediately get it. And, and we get to skip over that part, you know, and um, just hanging out with those people. And, and it's one of those things where growing up, I was always kind of different, you know, I was a little nerdy and I, and I had a great group of friends and all that stuff, but I always did kind of feel alone in, the, in my interests and stuff. And so finding other people that, check all of the same boxes that I do in, in all of the, the similar things that they like and are inspired by and the kinds of artwork that they like. And it's, it's just when, where else do you meet people who are so like you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, but so different too, because they're, they're all different people from different parts of the, the world. It's just, it's amazing. And, and not just doing the meetups, but the podcast as well is just an extension of that, of talking to people in other countries that I would have never talked to otherwise and immediately clicking with somebody because of our our shared hobby and shared interests and shared love of toys and and it's just it it just immediately bonds us and then allows us to to develop a friendship right from the start
1: it's very cool yeah i would hope this is the case for other people but i also feel like you get so much support from the community but also you've so much familial support you know like my um my dad got you a um a master class with andy lebowitz where she talks all about photography skills and yeah. you know my um my mom's always been really supportive i feel like she comments on every photo on yep. facebook and she
0: comments on the blog uh, and stuff yeah
1: yeah yeah and you know obviously your mom keeping all of your toys and you yeah know, and it's,
0: even today she like buys all of my prints and stuff like that yeah she's, yeah she's been super supportive as well
1: it's like i feel like This is a hobby that it's so unique and so fascinating. Like, how could you not feel drawn in by it? And I really hope that that's how everybody's experience is, that this has been kind of a a uniting hobby for them that everybody can enjoy. Like, I look at toy photography. You know not just your toy photos, but everybody else's, and they all have something unique about them and mm-hmm. some and there are people who do amazing builds or tell great stories like or do great effects like I feel like there are so many little niches inside this group, and oh, yeah. specialties and you know, whether you have amazing photography skills or storytelling skills or whether you're just getting started. It's such a, it's such a joyful place and a joyful hobby. And I feel like it, it really does connect people, whether that's your family or people in the community or people you meet at the meetups. It's very cool.
0: It is. It makes me so happy that, you know, I was always chasing those creative hobbies. And I think Part of why this one means so much to me and has stuck for so long is that community aspect, is that positive reinforcement I get from it. Just, you know, I think it would be different if I was doing this and, and there wasn't a community around it and there weren't all of these supportive people and, and there wasn't this blog and the, and the opportunity to do a podcast and all of that stuff. If it was just me sitting in my office doing toy photography, I think I would still like doing it. But something about that community aspect makes it truly special and really just builds it up even more in my life and and makes it such a special piece that now I have all of these friends that I share it with.
1: I know we're getting close to the end of time. So I think kind of my last question for you is if you could, you know, you've really started from the bottom and now I've settled somewhere closer to the top, you know? (laughs) I mean, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I just... (laughs) I guess a better way to say it is, you know, you've grown a lot within this community and if you could say anything to people who are maybe just starting out in toy photography or maybe a little bit nervous about what they're doing, what, what would you say to them about this community?
0: I would say just do it. You know, I spent a long time kind of dipping my toe into the water and being nervous about it, like looking at my uh, my photos from previous years. Like the first year I started, I maybe took like 10, 15 photos. The second year I took like 20 or 30 this year alone i've taken over 50 so far and we're, we're wow. not even at the end of february and um it's one of those things where just just dive in and and do it and spend the time figuring out exactly what you're what you want to say and what your voice is and how you want to say those things and and don't be scared of of rejection or anything like that because the community is there to support you and there are you know Every day I'm discovering new photographers and, and seeing that the community as a whole is just so supportive and so here to help you foster this creativity and, and grow your skills and all of those things. So I think just no matter where you're starting from, just dive in and, and spend time doing it and do what you want to do. Um, I spent a lot of time emulating other people and, and trying to take photos like other people do, and it wasn't until I got comfortable enough with myself and my own skills that I started to truly take the photos that are, I think are mine and, mm-hmm. and show what I want to say and tell the stories that I want to tell. And so I think just find yourself and, and spend that time with yourself discovering exactly who you are and what you want to do and what you want to say.
1: have time for i know that we james and i james and i could talk forever so I we think could I, yeah this was really fun I, yeah i think we're gonna stop here and, and don't worry next week you'll be back to your regular programming with your regular host it has been fun for me but sadly i will not be continuing the podcast after this episode <laughs> maybe i'll come back for episode 100 or some, yeah. we'll do something fun i i hope that this was a fun little folly for the rest of you and i've enjoyed being here and um i uh i appreciate all of you guys out there everyone who's just doing their thing and who's supported james and by extension supported me and really i just really appreciate all of you guys out there and um i love your photos too and it's been really fun being here
0: awesome yeah thank you so much for doing this this was so fun and i know you were kind of nervous about it but you were you were a, you were a natural and it, it makes me think like oh man maybe you should host this podcast instead of me so.
1: no, I don't, I don't, let's not go that far i've, I've, I've had fun but um, so thank you for having me and yes. um i hope you guys have all had fun learning a little bit more about james
0: yeah yeah this was really fun and thank you to everybody who has been listening to this podcast i uh, can't believe we're at our 50th episode so super exciting <laughs> yes <laughs> yes exactly it, it just blows me away that, um, you know, I, I get to do this on a, on a weekly basis and, and everybody out there listening and supporting and, and thank you to everybody who has helped me on, on this creative journey of toy photography over the last six years. And, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. So, um, so yeah, as Jordan said, we'll be back to our normal scheduled programming next week, but this was a really fun episode. Jordan, once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: My pleasure. 50 episodes. Yay. Subscribe. Keep listening.
0: Yes. Yeah. Subscribe. Rate us five stars on iTunes. All those, all that jazz. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review that'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.